0: Brightside Aleworks Altoona, Iowa We're back from a Jimmy John's break
1: <laughs> That was quick We were like four and a half minutes in we We're like, ah, oh, f-
0: we
2: gotta eat Freaky fast Freaky yeah.
0: fast That
1: guy came so quickly
2: I hope his wife doesn't say the same thing. <laughs> I hope you guys get some money from Jimmy John's For that little plug we gave him yeah. <laughs> Oh
0: if you knew the money we got, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. Yes, sir.
1: Tell us about how you got into brewing and beer in general. Take uh, us back.
2: Take us on a ride. Let's go back to 2012, mm. 11. Uh, got a brew, you know, one of those homebrew kits for Christmas. Mr. Beer. Mr. Beer. Plastic bottles. Terrible ingredients. Made up on a stove top. Um, First batch. Uh, definitely felt like it was hallucinogenic, not good beer at all. So that's kind of what got us going on it. Like moldy wheat, moldy wheat, get some ergot in there. And, (laughs) but from there, whenever, uh, we moved from place to place, we would upgrade tech, upgrade equipment, techniques, technology, stuff like that. So have an engineering background too. So it was just kind of a nice fit to kind of play with that. And, uh, it's just been fun since, and now I've turned that hobby into a a super fun career. Yes. We're
0: in your career right now. We're we're physically in it because we're at your brewery.
1: Yeah, but so you started out part-time here. I mean, part-time. As a. I mean, you're never part-time as an owner of a business. But uh, you're five years in now, and you still worked your
2: uh, day job. What was your day job? Day job was uh, with the Iowa Department of Natural Resources, DNR. I was an environmental engineer. Um. Doesn't sound as glamorous as what it is. Uh, I was just writing writing water quality reports for the public rivers and lakes of Iowa. So if you ever go to a beach, and the beach says don't go on the beach, we were part of that. So All right, everyone, wake
1: back up now. We're back to the <laughs> brewing section. <laughs> sorry, <laughs>
2: sorry.
0: <laughs> Did you do a water report for the uh, the pond that's behind
2: Brightside? I should because the ducks seem to love it but what I always said was uh the best thing you can do to improve the water quality of Iowa is to turn it into beer. So
0: I've heard that. Yeah. I'd
1: say that's a bright side.
2: Yeah.
0: Get it? Podcast and, is and over. See what I did? <laughs>
1: did you see what I did that's there? That's it. We're done. That's the bright side. He's about to drop the mic. Uh So hold on. So you worked so you started here and what year's And now? So you started in 2019, 18?
2: 17. October
1: 17 Ooh, so is when late, Brightside late, opened late up. Late 17. Uh, what was the very first beer you brewed here? Do you remember?
2: Uh, it was obviously something light because we were testing the system. I think it was a cream ale, but our original lineup was like a Belgian pale, Enlightenment stout, cran orange, an IPA, and a coffee porter, I believe. And several of those are still on here. We've kind of moved away from some styles and kind of leaned into others, but there's a couple cores that have been on there since the beginning.
0: Interesting. The perk up, like it. The the, perk was up that has the like,
2: beginning of the perk up. That was like the beginning of the perk up. I don't know if it's called that. If it was just coffee porter, but definitely the enlightenment was on, and that's a seasonal chocolate mint stout that we have usually in the fall, fall and winter. And then the cranberry orange wheat, which we actually put into uh, production at an offsite facility to increase that. Um, that was it's another everywhere. one. there.
1: That, yep, that's a good beer. I really enjoy. That. It's in
2: my hand right now. I love it. So. 17,
1: you had 18, you had all of 19. So you had two and a half years under your belt before
2: shit hit the fan. and Before shit hit the fan, yep. So we we were able to uh, kind of roll with the punches a little bit. We weren't uh, greenhorns at that point, but what we did have to do is kind of lean into styles that were going to bring people in, even though it was too little catch register right inside the door since we couldn't have people inside the tap room. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I was just remembering... We did some sour beers and we did releases and since people had stimmy money and nothing to do, we'd have them line up at the door, but everybody's six feet apart. So it was so weird to see like 20 people, but it would go, it would go around the (laughs) building, wrap
1: the building. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And that was kind of the start of our sour program. And we've always had at least one or two on tap since then, just because they're bussing. they're busting right now. So what were those early years like for you? I mean, what was the uh,
1: thought process behind the beers that you were putting out?
2: Originally, we were brewing beers that we like to drink, um, and we were brewing beers that we had the technology to do. So if you see the name Brightside Ale Works, um, because at the time, we didn't have any... You do a lot of lagers. We do... We are Iowa's brewery for lager beers. It, um, In the greater metro? In the greater metro. um, But no, we've been limited by technology a it little bit. It's the west side, you guys got the <laughs> east side. Let's go... Uh, no comment. So we uh we've been limited to not be able to do lagers and pilsner and stuff like that just because of our control of fermentation temperature. We do ales, you know, better because of the temperature control. Uh, so currently we're actually waiting on some tanks that are going to be in this week. Big old jacketed boys that are going to double our production here inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be able to do some crispy stuff here soon this summer. I'm really looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, I can't wait for the Cabco Brightside Italian Pilsner in august
1: just call it what it is i mean just of call friend. it what it is <laughs> a cold ipa happy happy lager Happy lager
0: no it's different though oh, okay what is it though well we're using um old world hops oh, okay
1: but
0: <laughs> 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 well, you're still gonna have it one of it's holler is holler is, bear, is, so. holler,
2: <laughs> is blanc and uh old world hop i believe oats were a traditional ingredient in those those loggers as well. So we'll well, That's that. why we You're had the Reinheitz.
1: Reinheitzka, bruh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> With the question mark so in. we can
0: throw donuts yeah. and shit in there. Pastry loggers coming soon to Brightside. Logger works. Uh, did it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were first.
0: <laughs> no, you weren't. Yeah, I know. Did it best, though. Yeah. I did drink an, an absurd amount of that beer. Yeah. It was- what was it called? Uncrispy Boy?
2: Yeah. yeah. Uncrispy Boy. I pre-gamed
0: yeah. a lot of that before the like, Craft Beer Festival actually.
2: Yeah. The swing back of the pendulum for the Crispy Boys and it like just peaked. That was like probably the, <laughs> the best of the pastry loggers out there. I posted that
1: in a uh, in a brewers group. That was yes. And and, and people got so upset with me and cuz I was like I would respond to the comments and they were all like, "Hey bro, don't post some shit in here if you don't want to take the take the and I'm like, "Have I I've not gotten defensive about no. anything here. I'm yeah. literally leaning into it and you guys are getting up in arms that we put fucking Oreos in a lager. That was a fun day. I used People so can't cookies. tell
2: what's sat- what satire anymore, you know? Yeah. Especially so. when you can it and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> we really we really <laughs> leaned into this joke. Took a financial hit, but it's, it's
0: funny. Mm. Real quick, though, before we move on, while we're on this pastry lager tangent, I want to call out Jack Wilson and Lucas Greta. And again, ask and demand that they brew a pastry lager. now who are they and where are they at? Flicks. Flicks. Flix brew house in the previous episode that might come out a week after this one. No, All right, don't no, Plug
2: number two, go to Flix if you now. haven't been there.
0: Go to Flicks for their pastry lager that I'm sure is on tap. So Andrew, what
1: beers inspired you? Like, I mean, what what like what took you from ten years ago starting to homebrew on a Mr. Beer kit to five years after you do it? You're like, ah fuck it let's go for it i mean that's a pretty ballsy leap i mean that's that's a, that's a big step
2: It's a big step i would say in the local craft community i mean i've always looked up to confluence over there they've they've been able to pretty much nail any style fairly consistently if you go further back than that probably like the uh, sierra, sierra nevada torpedo and then Ooh. some rolling rock those two like they're kind of like the, the pre-crispy and like the pre, I don't know what you want to call it, Pacific Northwest IPA, like before, before we started throwing hops in at all times and oats everywhere, so it was in New England. But those two really got me interested in what you could do with beer and what you could do with different ingredients. And then from there, I mean, like traveling abroad, trying different Guinness, different stouts in Ireland and stuff like that. You know, then we've had some other beers. uh, they were like, oh, we could do that, or we could do that differently, or make it taste a different way. So um pretty much anything that I've tried locally in the last like five to ten years, I've thought how I would do it or what I would do differently or what I could improve on or not. You know, if it's good enough, like, you know, can't top some of those pastry loggers out there. But you can try. Yeah. That's it,
0: that's where I think your uh you guys said your sour game started early pandemic, but I think very much so, you guys have become leaders in that as well. Where people are almost chasing the bright side dragon you know i think it very much has a a unique perspective on sours where it's not too overly you know where you're literally seeing pulp come out of the line and stuff like that and i can appreciate that too but also your deft use of adjuncts very much make it like the graham cracker the marshmallow the chocolate even in swipe right right where it's like is that really going to work? Yeah, it does work enough where I'm having four pints when I'm at the bar. Yeah. So it's like very much more layered and thoughtful ways of producing sour, right? Oh. So I think you guys honestly have become kind of on the forefront when it comes to greater metro area. I feel so weird saying that with the MBA and all that right. stuff, but it's so funny. <laughs> but, um, but that's our, how I feel about it. Obviously, you know that you've influenced Cabco in the way, you yeah. know, with that. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a little biased, but I feel very confident in what I just said there. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Like our approach to sours has been, I like you said, like not to make them so overfruited that they're pulpy, but then also to layer the flavors. Like we've actually um going back to one of our previous taproom managers, we wanted to make a cocktail beer program that mimicked flavors of cocktails. Mm-hmm. And then in that research, we're like, we are like we found the importance of secondary and tertiary flavors that would also Complement or intensify those fruit flavors that you want
0: totally i feel like that's how like your use of zest yeah in a way where it's like it's not so apparent that there's orange lemon
2: or lime or whatever but the
0: way that it brings the brightness and an edge to it yeah brightens the total beer
2: yeah we found that uh citrus zests work particularly well with like Sweet fruits, so like berries, like raspberry, cherry, blackberry, things like that, that might be too sweet coming out of the tap. You throw like not much zest, like I think less than half a pound per barrel of zest Mm -hmm. in there fresh. And it'll sharpen it up just enough where they complement each
0: other really nice. Totally. It becomes a a more compelling sip, right? It's not just like, I feel like if you're just going to go fruit, it's going to become a little one note at that point, but... Like you were saying, it's like looking at beer is like a cocktail. You know, these tertiary flavors, these secondary flavors, like cinnamon, vanilla.
2: Graham cracker. Yeah. Graham cracker, That's the fun like layers that, of adjunct yeah. at the bottom there that you can kind of work with and, you know, see what works, see what doesn't. Sometimes not everything works, but sometimes you really hit one out of there. Well, you have one on tap right now, the seabreeze. Seabreeze. That was a fun is, one. Yeah, which is uh what was it? It was the fruits were grapefruit and cranberry. And cranberry with Ginger ale. Yep, ginger ale flavoring. We kind of tried to mimic a sea breeze uh, um, cocktail with that one, which is oh. basically vodka, cranberry, grapefruit, and then I forget what else, but you know. I haven't I haven't tried a sea breeze in a while, so if it's not close, it's not. Bartles my fault. and James
1: makes them. You can probably get it at the gas station. <laughs> well, I know I'm going like after like this. in a can. No, and, well, probably now, but yeah, in those old bottles with like the foil. Oh the yeah. Ooh. Well, no, I mean, I, I think more Classic. people need to think about Classic. beer. <laughs> I mean, it is a food product at the end of the day, right? I mean, totally. You have to have, you know, your your salt, your sour, your mommy. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, you, And and, and meals to make them cohesive, and same thing with beer. I mean, can't be one note. It has to have a little bit of this, a little bit of that to make it sparkle, make it pop.
0: Well, it's a good way to look at it, especially with developing uh, palates. People are getting more developed palates. You know, they're starting to recognize certain things, taste a certain way, and they're expecting more from us as producers of these products, whether that's spirits, beer, seltzer, whatever. And so uh, the fact, you know, that um, we're trying these new, I wouldn't say quite new, but, you know, these
2: different layering of flavors and stuff keeps people on their toes. And I think they keep us on our toes, too, by being the more educated your craft beer aficionados are, the more that they're going to appreciate, you know, the technical elegance of, like, a crispy pilsner. Totally. Or, you know, what goes into designing a dark lager that's not going to taste like charcoal or wood well totally. i th- I
1: think you're right. I think
2: you have to take
1: it all the way before your wings start melting Icarus mm-hmm. <laughs> but then when you get back to it, so those are your huge pastry sours your 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 stouts that have uh everything in the book on there mm-hmm. you have to make it all the way that way to then dial it back into a uh you know two or three grain uh decocted lager. That fermented or uh, sorry, conditioned for fourteen weeks when you drink those as a not everyone but as like a young beer drinker, you're like, that's kind of not very good it's it's got more flavor than a light beer, which you're used to yeah. right now, yeah, and but then everyone goes to the fucking stouts and all the sours, and it's all the way, and then they're like, that's too sweet, and they start dialing it back and then you hit that lager, and you're like,
2: to use a terrible analogy it might be like uh a symphony for like the sour with all the layers and stuff. And then like a a super good pills might just be like a solo in an opera where it's like, they're standing out. And if you can't, if not, everybody's going to appreciate that, but the ones that do really do. Yeah. Like it's like a chocolate, like
1: a big pastry salad is like striper. Yes, And a a a really good crispy boy is, uh, like, uh, uh, um,
0: I have a very good example, it, but I don't know it. what you're saying. <laughs> hey,
1: uh, editor guy, cut this out.
0: Well, Nathan's his name. Nathan, Nathan what's you. up? Shout out to you, baby. Thanks, Nathan. 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 Oh, my God. Keep that part in. I was going to say a crispy boy is like uh, Susan Vega's Tom's Diner, where she's singing a cappella, and it's a very compelling melody. And, you know, it takes a few listens to really get some of the nuance there. That's how I feel about a nice crispy boy. It's one, two, maybe three malts. And you're drinking it, and of course a few hops too, but you're really getting in there like, damn, there's like cracker, a yeah. little doughiness, some breadiness. There's some like a little bit of like spicy herbalness from the hops, and you're like you appreciate it more because you have a more nuanced palate, right? Like, yeah, you can start with the uh, with our tasty sours, with our tasty hazelnut brownie butterfinger marshmallow pastry stouts. I like those too. We all like those. But getting to really appreciate a nice crispy boy. Some bright side logger works. I was gonna say nice
1: logger is very much like an Andrew Hoyt.
0: Oh, there you go. Ooh, yeah. Shout out to Andrew Hoyt. Shout out, Andrew Hoyt. I, I hope you're hearing this, Andrew, because we just compared you to Loggers, and I know that is probably the best and, compliment and, uh, you've ever gotten striper. in your life. <laughs> four, string, four string four string pills.
2: <laughs> your name, four oh, string pills.
1: Four string pills. Oh, I like That's that. That's your first one. And when you release it on a Friday night, have Mr. Hoyt out here. Yes, uh, 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 picking away on the the kalili, going to town. Yeah, ba, 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 ba. <laughs> that was my as the intro. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Brum.
0: Oh, again, shout out to Andrew Hoyt who does our intro. For... I think I
1: just did the uh, <laughs> Wee
0: Sports intro, actually. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> da, 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 da.
0: Oh my Wii. god, that is that. Oh my god, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew White can we please get a cover of the Wii Sports <laughs> intro music?
2: Oh, I bet he's gonna cease and desist real soon. So
0: <laughs> come come after us. It's fine.
2: Yeah. So let's talk uh, so you
1: have some canned beer. I see a cran orange wheat
0: and I see a Hazy
1: Diamond bling sauce. Yep. Hazy diamond bling sauce. Uh, those are in sixteen ounce cans. Yep. Um and they say Can I see this? Sure brewed and packaged by not you guys. So you, see, you, you mentioned on it earlier, can you talk about oh, yeah. what you did there?
2: So that was actually shortly after year one where we were you know, out kicking our coverage in our taps so we mm-hmm. couldn't brew quick enough to keep our taps full, which still sometimes seems to be a problem. But we went looking to uh, places that could increase our production while not breaking the bank and while you know, networking too. So our good friends at back pocket over there. Yeah. Coralville um, Coralville started uh recipe development on how we would scale up our crane orange wheat, our hazy diamond bling sauce, doing an IPA. And then also our enlightenment stout, that chocolate mint stout. So they do those three for us very well. And the, do they do
1: the enlightenment only the seasonally seasonally like in, the, yes, in the fall yep, winter time? Yep.
2: It was in the
0: Iowa craft beer advent calendar. It was in there last yep. year, wasn't
2: it? Yeah. Yep. And, uh, we work hand-in-glove with them fairly well. They're going to be adding oh, a couple uh, couple new beers to our repertoire portfolio later this year, so look out for that.
1: Ooh. Have you thought about mobile canning? Um, or is it just with the size of your vessels right now, it's not even worth it?
2: Yeah, that's that was basically the one thought we had was, okay, mobile canning, you need like a 20-barrel a minimum or something yeah, like that, depends, which is yeah, more than what we'd be able to you know, even put together for three batches. So.
0: Yeah, because you guys have...
2: One bright and three fermenters? Yeah, we're very small right now. Thanks for uh, pointing well, that I out again. No, I just mean, I know what I mean. No, no, I, I know. mean, with your new tanks coming, yeah. though, you could yep. even have if, a, but you would be like, even would right there. Even if mobile canning was in the design, it would still have to have been offsite site production just because of sure. volumes necessary. So
0: Well, and even with like loss and all that stuff, it would just make more sense to... Yep. Like you've been doing
2: yep but back pocket kills it back pocket I has think, been killing it they're the new hype brewery in town
0: i mean all their i like i like their beer a lot and uh what they've i've because i've had all your package stuff from them too so it's like they it's you know it's bright side beer and it's great
2: thank you yeah
1: I, so i will be honest like back pocket's one that i've not really had much of their stuff Bubba's dope
0: um that was dope that's the brewer. No, Bubba's there. Like they're in New I, England. Is it oh. their flagship? I don't know, but I've had called you know. their flagship. Yeah, and, you know. that, and that's and good. that's on
1: me. Like I feel like shit because I don't know. Um, but I, does their stuff make it to Du Moines? Yeah, yeah. I guess I just don't go to the liquor store. I think though. like, uh, like
2: the, the Keckstan is like the unofficial back pocket brewery or back pocket. Yeah, spot of, and they have Stand. Like the, shout
1: out on Twenty
0: Second Street. Yeah, Keg Stand's all, right, all right, I know Shout out those one dollar beers. They don't tell you what they are, but they're a dollar. So. Come come correct with ten dollars and you'll be <laughs> all right. Shine or cheer all year
2: long. Ooh. Oh god.
0: <laughs> Is that Peaches I get? Yeah. Um yeah, no, back pocket's great. Yeah, they got the Ray Gun collabs. Mm-hmm. That's like pretty big Ray around Gun. here. Is that
1: like the Ray Gun the shirt business?
0: Yeah, they yeah. got like the kitty. Oh, I don't know what it's called. The Ray Gun Did IPA, you know, yeah, sour. I think it's called. They, yep. Their yeah. sour
2: programs evolved. Their barrel program has definitely taken off with their anniversary series and stuff oh. like that. Oh my god. I've been to
1: their brewery and drinking it mm. um at UrFest 2020 right before everything 20 oh uh, yeah and right, right before the world went to hell that
2: super spread event that we didn't even know what yeah. it was <laughs> seriously yeah that was
1: uh it was great that was too soon uh covid was not in Iowa in January 2020 it was 2020. called covid-19
0: yeah not covid 20 <laughs> so it was out and about that's true um no back pocket makes fantastic beer and they're a great option i need to look them up more maybe we should
1: we should go to iowa city yeah i think we should all right let's go um i think that's like the big difference like and and i'll go back to me like in illinois is like i was definitely a bit more spread out but in illinois where i mean same with iowa where the majority of the breweries des moines iowa city Mm -hmm. and
0: ames yeah,
1: and then Cedar Rapids.
0: Well, I'd say, oh, I wouldn't even put Ames in there. I guess, I would say oh, I guess. maybe just Cedar Rapids and Quad like, Cities before Ames.
1: Yeah, for sure, because like those are the three bigger areas. So basically, along eight along I eighty. I mean, it's where the big metropolitans are. But in, Sh- in Illinois, Chicago was at. and so literally of the now three hundred breweries, one hundred and fifty of them are within a forty mile, fifty mile
0: radius. That is bonkers to think about because that's <gasps> definitely not Iowa. Like we're even starting to see. More breweries, more statewide discussed breweries. I'm talking like Wise Eye, Wise Eye. and yeah. Fat Hill, mm-hmm. you know, who are like who? either Fat Hill in Mason City,
2: up there north, Mason City, yeah. yes. way up there then. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
0: they are. And like Wise Eye, I mean, Mardo too, right, is in Sioux City, yeah. but yeah. these are in Jackson Street, contrary in Southwest, Southeast. yeah, yeah, exactly. Muscatine, right? Yeah, where it's like they're in places that are like I call that quad city light. <laughs> it is. I mean, yeah, it's like what well, <laughs> half an hour, 45 minutes from there. But like exactly where they're in like smaller areas, but they're just like still in the discussion where it's like they're, they're down here very presently in the Metro. Like why is I, am starting to see quite a bit actually. Yeah. And good for them because Caribbean queen fucking slaps. Yeah. It's
2: like, uh, and that's what we need is like heavy, Sabro heavy IPA county seats and like coconut. Mm -hmm. Uh, county seats and you know pick uh one of the 99 counties and just have a really solid brewery there like obviously Mm -hmm. shout out to pulpit and decora but uh there's there's a lot of room to grow still in some of these uh western counties and northern counties that uh as that as that market educates itself and things like that you can see that growth there totally if you look at pre-prohibition there was four thousand breweries
1: before prohibition and a lot of those were huge. And by huge, I mean bigger than probably today's average brewery, where I think the average brewery today is producing like maybe between 600 and 1,000 barrels a year. Sure. Out of the 9,000 in the nation, that's like the average. Yeah. These breweries back then were producing 10,000 barrels. Yeah. Like massive. And you look at their like warehouse, like the facilities that they brewed, even if it was in a smaller area, they were giant, giant like warehouses. and 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 – productions places they were whole
0: campuses but they yeah. owned Dubuque their star was the big Dubuque one right? but muscatine also, was huge too they also
1: owned their fucking neighborhood like especially in chicago like there was so many breweries pre-prohibition in chicago that would literally supply a four block radius and that was it mm-hmm. and then you'd hit that fifth block and it'd be like oh no no no, that's the next brewery totally it's insane you know and, and and iowa would be the perfect to do that get one in every county, you know, and then your big counties have multiple like we already do.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, going back to that, though, it's like back then it was like the distribution model was much different. Beer didn't travel very well. No, yeah. So you had to get it fairly quickly to where it needed to go. Yeah. But nowadays, you know, clearly Anheuser is an international brand, you know, where cool. they can go anywhere. Never heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. It is some
1: called well, Budweiser. Well, like, they're, th- I mean, the only reason they made it big was because mm-hmm. of, uh, like, the railroad system. Sure. And that was the only reason. But, like, look at, like, the like the brands that they, like, swallowed up that are still brands today just under their name. Like, Wicked Weed. Then well, girl. no, I'm not even talking about that. Goose I'm like, talking, like, back then. Like, <laughs> Miller uh, bought a company out of Chicago. Of Uh And they're, flagship beer was you know something something light
0: and that recipe is now miller light i mean like oh, you know it's i like, didn't know that
1: i can't remember the story but yeah
0: i mean like sure <clears throat> but the positive to that like you were getting at beforehand is that we do have these smaller breweries that are doing four, five, six hundred five six hundred to a thousand barrels and they're supplying a whole neighborhood right yeah. there's the amount of loyalty that's what i'm saying it's when awesome. you come into like i come into Brightside. I don't remember the man's name, but he always comes in here and drinks the red.
2: Uh, uh, shout out to Red. Right over, he actually yeah. came in here uh, 15 minutes before close on Sunday, and as soon as he came in, I'm like, "You might as well turn around. We don't have your red. Sorry." Um, so he got a pint of something else, Malty. And I go in the back and I find one crawler, and I just had to give it to him because he drove all the way down from Ames. <laughs> yeah, he's a super fan, that's for sure. And there's every every uh, every brewery has that some super fan that's like. It might sound uh, trite to the brewers, but it's like they say, that's my beer. Thank you for yeah. having my beer on tap.
1: Um, we ask this question all the time, uh, Andrew, but I think you might have pointed on it earlier. But uh, What was the beer that got you into beer? You said Sierra Nevada? Sierra Nevada Torpedo, torpedo especially. So, they so might, the, the, the
0: Double. The Double. Weren't they reusing those hops or something? Or they used the hops out of Torpedo for Bigfoot? Someone told me this. Maybe I'm completely So they wrong. were using used hops before it was cool? <laughs> oh, Spent hops? I
1: could were totally, they mashing with them? I could totally be oh wrong God, here. Theos.
0: <laughs> the theos. Yeah, 'cause Yeah, because if I think of they Bigfoot, would... it's definitely a thiol heavy beer for <laughs> sure. And those
2: secret secret yeast you know, I
0: thought something about Torpedo. They were like, they would use those
2: for Bigfoot.
0: Now I'm talking out of my butt. Because I thought they called it Torpedo because they used a hop Torpedo. And they took those yeah. hops and then used it to bitter... Bigfoot,
2: I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Um, Anyhow, so sorry.
0: Sierra Nevada torpedo.
1: <laughs> um, well, that's awesome. That's a fucking phenomenal beer too. Like, it's very good. Really, really good. Um, speaking of delicious beers, real quick though, uh, I'm drinking the Iowa Brewer Guild Unify Hazy IPA, and this one was brewed at Big Grove this year. Yep. Yeah. Batch two.
2: What batch are the hops two. in this bad boy? Uh, I think they are uh, locally provided by Hollingberry. I yep. can't speak to the strains, but I think it's uh, at least their cashmere equivalent, uh, their Michigan copper equivalent, and can Citra. We, I was gonna say it's a <laughs> Citra Mosaic. <laughs> I, I would have to guess Citra Mosaics in there as well, just because. Um, we can look. I guess.
0: Yeah, check it out. <clears throat> it's good.
1: It's a uh, def- it's a a sweeter IPA. I mean, yep. this is a. Yeah, yeah it's get uh, you a sample of
2: uh a sweet boy, but of I like it. Our equivalent New England's, if we want, uh, Sunbeam, Young James. who had one earlier, but it's one of my go-to's I right now. Sunbeam, yep.
1: I just think this is, you know, this is a, obviously this is a hell of a project to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, started during
2: COVID. Um, started out as a guild fundraiser for the yeah. IR Brewers Guild, and it's just mm-hmm. kind of blown up from there. Um, just showed what uh, collaboration can do in a state when you have it brewed in one place and one side of the state. Distributed another and sold in I would say probably at least seventy yeah. of the breweries out of uh, hundred and ten or so we have. And yeah, it's
1: really smart smart move. I mean, it gets the Well, cause I mean you gotta think, like the guilds, the the Brewers Association, these trade groups are are really a big part of pushing the agenda forward for craft brewing. And in 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 whatever industry you're in. Because there's, you know, out of the 113 breweries or whatever it is in Iowa, there's X amount of large breweries who have the ability to uh, put money into lobbying on, and, and and law change and reform for the laws that we as an industry need changed. Um, but, you know, paying paying money to a guild every year where there's somebody kind of pushing that for you and, and, and helping is – much needed in this industry.
2: Oh yeah, the guild has been amazing at not only cheerleading for the industry but also being guardians of it on the legislative side. And like you said, those big breweries didn't have to brew this or distribute it for basically cost, but they yep. do because they they see the value of those small breweries in yep. each county. Especially the
0: recent empowerment too in the last few years of the guild. Where yep. we're starting to see revitalization and it definitely feels like a great representation. You know, someone who's relatively new, about to start year two, but I really appreciate it that I can come to anyone on the board and, uh, you know, usually come back with an answer that at least guides me in the right direction. Yeah. And
1: I, I feel like there is like, you know, having been, have, having sat on the Iowa Brewers Guild Board and the Illinois, six years before that on the Illinois Brewers Guild Board, there's definitely things that get scrutinized just like anybody, especially mm-hmm. in a big trade organization. Not everyone has the same view or thought process on how money should be spent or time should be spent for that. And I always enjoyed it too, you know, cause people could, were always able to call me and I was always answer the phone and be like, yeah, you know, like, is this one for you? No. But you remember two years ago when, uh, when we did that thing for all the small breweries and that really helped the small breweries. Well, that was awesome. But you know what? Small breweries are really taken care of right now. Some of these big dogs are getting their asses handed to them and X, Y, Z. So, you know, we do need to help them out, too, because they are also members. And not that, you know. lend them a cup of sugar, or a bag of
2: maltodextrin, or whatever they need. Yeah.
1: Know? So it's just, uh, and, and that's I think, you know, the Iowa Brewers Guild is very good about that because it does, it's a seven-person board of people that really care about what the fuck's going on in the state. So you can pick up the phone and make that phone call and get an answer as best you can, you know. Um, so, yeah, shout out to the Guild.
0: Noreen, you're the best. And the rest. I was gonna shout out someone else. Well, I can think it was Dave. Dave Dave Johnson former, former guest of the podcast.
2: Dave. Haley Quinton. I'm missing
0: somebody. I mean Iowa Brewing Company. Yes. Mike Wing. Yes. Mike Wing. Shout out Mike. I know you listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> See you next week.
1: What do you, you guys uh oh C B C? Yeah. CBC. CBC. Craft Brewers Conference twenty twenty two in Minneapolis. C B C is next week. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yes, heck yes, it's gonna be a fun
0: time. A lot of the conferences look really good. Um, obviously, we know we got some good homies up there. Shout out Fair State. Shout out Black Stack. Does anyone make IPAs that good besides Brightside? Their shit slaps, to be honest. Yeah, I like. I really like going up to the tap room and getting nine IPAs out of the twelve taps they have. <laughs> but I understand that's their lane, and I drink a lot of it.
1: Right. Uh, so, uh, James, what's been going on with you guys over at cab Corp recently here? There's a new, uh, uh, new beer coming out possibly that you and Dustin put together.
0: Yeah. There's a, there's two. Yeah. There's a gooby gang. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I know that's the one everyone wants to talk about. Yeah. <sighs> the, the burden in your head
1: will never get sunburned, my <laughs> dude, but the rest
0: the burden of the gooby. Um, that's the double version. Uh, you know, gubalinis, you know, it's a very huge thing with Cabco. It's kind of our culture. Honestly, we've, maybe we've co-opted it a little bit from New uh, Jersey.
2: Part of the but, uniform uh, now.
0: It is part of the uniform, but we had to honor that in some way. Are in you what, a goober year round? I am always wearing a gubalini. It's a little harder during the summer. Sometimes I switch to a brimless cap. You need to get a vented gubellini, I think. Vented gubellini is very oh, good. Oh, you know
1: how he could do a vented gubellini?
0: Put holes in it.
1: No. <laughs> you could try to break into <laughs> break into Macaulay Culkin's house
2: and yeah.
1: uh, get it lit on fire when you're in the basement.
2: Or have someone <laughs> knit you one.
1: No, because
2: I was thinking that scene from Home uh, Alone. Oh, yeah, I know. That's yeah. Uh, I
0: was more thinking maybe I would Joe just Joe Pesci's get...
1: character gets his uh, hat that yeah. is almost... It does That's look very... Joe Pesci was a gooby ganger. He
0: was, he was. He's, He's OG gooby gang. We already talked to him. We tweeted at him. I hope tweeted. Musk <laughs> I hope Musk lets that tweet go through. Um, yeah,
1: today is a historic day in the world because Elon Musk
0: may uh, soon... Well, no. well, Is he now? The I think it was Twitter. Confirmed. Twitter
1: uh, accepted the deal. Well... And agreed to the $44 billion purchase of Twitter, which who founded that's, Twitter? That's not a real Jack amount Dorsey. of money. Dorsey. Fucking he is I think he, he founded it is, there. he's he like happy right Z, now. <laughs> uh,
0: well I'm gonna take Elon Musk's first tweet and make it into an NFT. Dibs. No one else can. Yeah, uh,
1: somebody's actually already done don't that. screenshot that's that. that. <laughs> shit.
0: But no, uh so Gooby Did you Gang screenshot that Gooby Gang is coming out. It's a it's a hazy, you know, uh Nectaron Galaxy and some other shit
2: probably citra mosaic
0: no wait yeah it is citra actually (laughs) oh all these things are the fucking same and then the other one is uh it's called the hex it's a it's a a 13 month barrel aged stout aged on a shitload of vanilla beans nice eagle rare barrel how many dollars
1: in vanilla beans
0: (sighs) 200 for one barrel. That's fine. That's solid. That'll be uh, debuting at the Aircraft Beer Festival. I can't wait
1: for the hashtag not enough vanilla.
0: Oh, <laughs> I'm sure I'll fucking get it. <laughs> and then uh it's actually also going to be our second mug club exclusive bottle. So if you're hearing this and you want a bottle, you have to be part of the mug club. I'm sorry.
1: I'm a member. 392. Both 103 right here. Smoke Monday. Yeah. Was that the first bottle release? No,
0: the first one was Tierra Wish okay. List.
1: Tierra Masu? Yeah, tiramisu. You said tierra masu.
0: Yeah, same difference. Uh, I don't but it's know. Got the, it's got the headgear. Tierra
2: Tiramisu. Did you? You forgot about the collab you guys just did recently with Brightside. Oh yeah,
0: and Flix and, and reclaimed reclaim called rails. Cosmic Bear. It is a massive hold on, hold Imperial on, on. Stout. Oh, you can what actually hops try did you it use? in Cosmic Bear. Yep. Uh, Leftover hops. Something high alpha to bitter
2: with. What, what type of beer is it? It's uh, an Imperial, Imperial Pastries Imperial out. Imperial pastries oh, shit. Out. Never mind. I was like, what? But uh, we also recently did one with uh, Reclaim Rails, Flix, and Cabco. Here at Brightside. Here at Brightside. It's a sour that we're going to add uh, citrus fruits and...
0: I think we marshmallow.
2: Marshmallow and maybe one or two other things. But yeah. Can't say the name yet, but I'm excited for it to come out in breweries near hold us. Hold on,
1: hold on, hold on. Go ahead and say the name. We'll beep it. I swear to God. All right. I'm taking a picture of it. Hold on, hold on.
2: It's called... And it will be... On tap around the metro area in those four places. So. Yep. Nice. After, it's named after one of my uh most frequent internet searches. So I hope that goes along with the beep fairly well right there.
0: <laughs> yeah. It should be very fun. So we'll just beep the beep. when you when you when you said Yep, there you go. Isn't that yes. fun? Yes, Nathan, you got that beep. Every time any of us say, <laughs> please beep it. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I took a picture of it, so whatever even says Perfect.
2: Perfect. Oh, that's gonna we'll be, be so good. It. Can't wait for one on tap.
0: Yeah. Big beep. Uh yeah, I mean, you know, you know, Capco's chugging along. We've actually been also bolstering our sours. We have three on right now. Not to have four with the collab. So that's pretty cool. We're Can getting I? stoked for the do you wanna try cosmic bear? I want to try cosmic bear.
1: Can I get a four ouncer? Sure. Should we uh pause it quick or you just no, want no, to, no, 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 right? just run over there, bud. We'll we'll keep it going. Yeah.
0: Well, that's Capco, you know, we're we're gearing up for CBC. We actually just added a new core beer. Oh, whoa. So that's cool. Core we, beer. Yeah, we took off our um the wig white, which is a wit beer, and we uh replaced it with an American pale wheat. With honey. A honey wheat beer. Honey wheat, that's uh
1: shit. There's a brewery that made a really, really good honey wheat. That was
0: a pretty well known brewery. Not Boulevard, right? No. or er, um, uh Lining Kugels? <laughs> Uh they make one. Yes, they do, but no, it
1: wasn't them. It was a uh, brewery was, in Illinois and I can't remember. You would know the brewery, but Goose Island. No, let's let's not guesstimate. Well that's the only one I know.
0: Okay. <laughs> 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 Wait, is um uh um microphone? Is that an Illinois brewery? Uh, not enough Oreos, so yeah. Oh it is I mean, speaking
1: pastry, of
2: speaking of Oreos and uh crazy cookies, you want to tell them the secret ingredients of this Imperial Stout here?
0: Oh yeah. So Try this, and guess. Um, all right? Yeah, let's have Why a are you
2: smelling the microphone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's have like, Alex guess first. Think back to like if middle school treats. Yeah, your mom you'd would get put from this, like a
2: convenience store. Yeah,
0: or your mom would put it maybe in your, like, your um,
2: brownies. Good guess, close. No, it probably should have been that
1: with the name. Yeah,
2: <laughs> the name is actually Golden
1: Grahams? Also Ooh, close, bad.
2: but uh, flavor wise.
0: Maybe one more. Remember you those? Get one more, yeah. And then we'll. We don't need to ex- try it. Taste it. Oh, he said, smell it. Fuck, I don't know. You're gonna you'll
1: be like, ah, oh, duh. Is it? Is it? Is it? Golden Graham cereal? Do you no, remember
2: those? But I will want to put chocolates that in and on. like Rice Krispie Mar- uh, Star Crunch bars things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love. Yeah.
2: It's that in March.
1: They're called Star Crunches. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cosmic. <laughs> Because stars are in the cosmos. No,
1: I know I get it, but there's also cosmic brownies, guys. I yeah. know. You yeah. guys missed really it. missed the boat missed on it. this one.
0: And, and marshmallows. Marshmallows? In here. I also smell the marshmallow, is, for sure. Yeah, you marshmallow the marshmallows
2: from me this week for the sour, too. Oh, yes, I got it.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: now he's going to have to beep it out for so long.
0: <laughs> Nathan loves it.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Uh, no, this is a really really good beer, guys. Thanks. Um, it was um two mashes.
1: Where did you brew this at?
0: Cabco. Cabco. Uh 10 or 11 hour boil. We actually threw some of it in uh EH Taylor barrel. Look out for that in 11 months. When did you brew this? <laughs> January. January. <laughs> it was forever ago. We let it condition for a while. Okay. It needed a, it's 12%. We like it
1: it does not taste like 12% whatsoever. It's, oh, I know. It's, it's
0: warm,
2: but not boozy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of warm, it's, it's chilly in here.
2: Well, what this... about this Iowa
1: weather, man? Ah, oh, shit. I got a sunburn yesterday. I know. 35 like, degrees. We were,
0: we were joking on the Flix podcast, and that was like late February. Like, oh, my God, it's like 70 degrees out. And then it now it's like, day. it was a phenomenal day. A lot Lost of...
2: warnings tonight. A
0: lot of nebulous, nebulous was flowing over, that yeah, day. From what I understand. And we had the the From 10 what day they told me.
1: <laughs> yes. I drank uh Did you have a whole 6 pack I of had six right. White Claw six Mountain Dew Hard Seltzers before I came? <laughs> 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 and they were and three of them were fucking tall cans the 24s. so uh, I was like, oh my god. I think 8 9 beers before. I came <laughs> up.
0: Oh, that was a good podcast though. But yeah, that's Capco, Capco's doing well. That's uh, awesome, you know, man. I love I'm, to hear that. I'm more excited for What's going on at Brightside? What's going on, Andrew? What's, What's going, going on? on? Yeah, talk about summer, bro.
2: Two days from now, I'm gonna be going to Dubuque to uh, help set and pick up tanks at Dimensional. They're getting some thirty barrel boys, and we're gonna take over their small sevens. And that those should be delivered at the end of this both week. Both of you guys. Yeah, I mean, like our system has been kind of like a sort of Frankenstein from other breweries. Our brew house came from. 515, our crawler machine came from It Rock. We're getting extra tanks now from Dimensional, and our chiller came from Peastree, so it's kind of like everybody's spare parts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of making it work. But that's huge for you guys because you don't
0: see too much bright side besides the occasional like few special kegs or your Crano, Hazy Diamond. And during the season, like pretty much the stuff that back pocket brews for yeah. you guys, you see that like... Quite a bit, actually. Like, Crayon I see. Yeah, I swear to God. It's, like, everywhere. Like, it's definitely, like, Central Iowa's, like, favorite, you know, fruited wheat beer. It's very yeah. good. I've and uh, uh,
2: shout-out to Crayon Orange Wheat because uh, sales of that has actually been paying for these new, bar- these new <laughs> tanks. So what those will do is we'll be able to produce enough not only to fill our taps but then to get more than just those mm-hmm. specialty kegs out into the metro area and farther beyond, too. Well, because people need wild magic. People need wild magic at, and swipe right at this time more than ever. I would say
0: it's true. We need it, we're in need. The world could end at any time. Elon Musk just bought Twitter, stocks are a joke. GameStop <laughs> never went to the moon,
2: and I don't even you gotta believe. Man, you just got to believe.
0: I'm holding on.
2: Diamond hands, but anyways. Yeah, uh, so currently our production is our pinch point. I'm sure the next pinch point will probably be, uh, Cooler space, we can easily fix that by just like putting in a bigger cooler. Yeah, just not cooling it, putting it in barrels instead, letting it warm sit. Just but then a, after that, it'll be probably staff. So if either of you guys want a job in brewing production again, you know, just let me know. Hey, let me know, dog. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll be here and a capco.
0: I can do double duty.
2: Yeah, I mean, a lot of, yeah, lot well, of people are age. Dustin does do all the do that. Work there anyway. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly, but I'll still collect my check.
1: <laughs> oh man. So what 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 are you looking forward to uh I mean other than the increased workload this summer? Other than,
2: the, <laughs> other than doubling my workload right after retiring. Yeah, what are you looking forward uh, to this summer? Like just, do you guys have any big plans for Yeah, we just uh we just booked a drag brunch at the end of May. That should be super cool. I mean, a lot of places have been doing those. I went to a couple. They're they're awesome. They're fun, they're entertaining. After that, we always look forward to the Crap Beer Fest. We're going to have a secret beer there that whoa, whoa, whoa. I've been super pumped about uh, working on that recipe development nice. a little bit. It's going to You're either going to hate it or you're going to love it more than you hate it. It's fermented Kool-Aid. It's basically, yes.
0: <laughs> uh, oh. I have some home brewers
2: tweaking the recipe for me right now, and uh, they're not happy about what I'm making them do, but it's going to be a fun one. <laughs> Andrew wants Max Esters. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: dude, dude, that half
1: is going to be so good.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Speaking of, we have one that you can if, after you drink uh, that Imperial style if you want to taste. Oh, some, it, one fifty tastes like nothing to you right now. Tell
1: me about Hefe one oh, fifty.
2: Also, the Hefe one fifty is uh, a great pun. Our take on a our take on a Bavarian um, hefeweizen while using Belgian yeast. And so one
1: fifty one.
2: Rum? 151 rum. Shout out to uh
0: tech nine yeah. there. Uh, oh I thought it was gonna be 99 He's coming bananas. May, at the end of May, I
2: think. Is he really? Yeah. Valor. I grew up in the same neighborhood as
1: him Kansas City. No shit. Yeah. So uh, it. it was always him? uh no, I didn't know him, but it was always fun like uh like going like literally just like walking in the neighborhood and seeing his tags and shit like that. Like people like talking oh, about yeah, like yeah. his like his like what was his group called? Uh
0: Worldwide Choppers? No, it was like he had a, a song. That song is slap. But like, so. or like
1: seeing him like roll around in his fucking car. But he like it was always like a caravan too. Oh, but sure. also the nicest fucking dude ever. Yeah, a like, Dodge caravan. No, <laughs> no. eighty eight. But yeah, no, it was like it was like old Oldsmobiles and shit like that. Just like fucking amazing looking cars, and it was just like him. Like it was it was just awesome. Like we'd probed the Price Chopper and. You know, he'd like they'd be sitting there just like doing shit or like the car wash or like eating food at the Chinese restaurant down the street. It was
0: awesome. You guys would go to a price chopper. Mm -hmm. And he had the song Worldwide Choppers. Also Midwest Choppers. And Midwest Choppers. What about. uh, (laughs) We didn't have price choppers here till like three years ago.
1: What about uh, what about uh, West Coast Choppers? (laughs) Did he do that too? Hell of a TV show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, duh.
0: Oh no. Rest in peace, Paul (gasps) Sr.
1: So what's been going on? um, I don't know if you guys saw this. This is some somber news. Mm. Thu Brewing.
0: Oh yeah, rest in peace. They, well, um, I don't know they, if it's rest have, and peace. I think, I think
2: they're, they're, going they're still to,
1: going on as a bar, it sounds I like think they're, they're going to reemerge from se- the ashes.
2: They they've, they've ceased brewing operations. Ceased brewing operations, but I know they've been doing a lot of good things with uh comedy shows and bringing in entertainment like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see them turn turn into a comedy club or something like that. And that just, you know, it,
1: it, it
2: Those those guys are like always, the nicest people it too. It always so. breaks
1: your heart when they are one that a is good product, but also B just really good people mm-hmm. goes like that. Um, you know, and that one's definitely gonna be like a hit to the the Iowa brewing community, I feel personally, because uh just really, really, really great people up there.
0: I wanna shout out olden in the way, which is a badass double IPA that Sue made. And it could still be available. So if you if you find it, you should definitely get some. It is very, very good. Yeah. I've had it a lot.
1: I didn't read too far, and did they say exactly what they were going to do? Is it just said, "Hey, they we're, like, some, the, like they're just stopping brewing, but they're still going to"?
2: I think they're they're ex- bring they said in, they're excited they're for the next nice chapter. They're going to do something that the same series. So. probably stuff like that. Okay, you know, like let's say they take out the production area and put in more chairs and stuff, and sure. then bring in wholesale stuff. I mean, that would that'd yeah, be I one mean, option, that would be
1: know? insanely smart at this venture. I mean, because nobody's going to stop drinking. I, I mean, is that? And you guys tell me, and this isn't. Is that an area, like, is that a populated area, the threat? I mean, what's, like, the, I've never been up that way.
0: They're in Cedar Rapids. I mean, where they are isn't too far, if I'm remembering right. It's been a few years since I've been up there. So I used to travel there for my, my past sort of job.
2: up there, right? In
0: Cedar right? Rapids. Well, I just mean, like, Cedar Rapids is, like,
2: it's a bigger fairly town, well too. populated.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're not, like, out of the way or anything like that, if well, I'm listen. remembering correctly. Listen,
1: at the end of the day, COVID fucked everybody up. Yep. You know, no matter if you were uh, highly successful or not, um, you know, talked about this years ago, like people are like, oh, so many places are going to shut down. So many places are going to shut down. I'm like, no, no, no. Places will start shutting down two years from now, three years from now when it was the keep up was just so much work. And, you know, I'm not trying to negatively talk about them because i'm fucking devastated you know haley and those folks up there are just the best the absolute fucking best but you know it's just uh i mean that's the world we're in right now unfortunately it's it's there's going to be more i mean it's been happening all over the nation um and you just hate to see it go because especially you know with them and the 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 activism they would do and mm-hmm. oh, uh definitely you know the the good vibes that they would put out into the community were just so wanted
2: and needed so
1: i think really sad one thing that
2: the uh the shittiness of covid did was kind of solidify the collaboration at least of like the metro breweries in iowa and things like that where you know we talk about different recipe concepts how to do sours or imperial stouts or barrel aging stuff and Go in on uh, ingredient supplies and stuff like that to uh, save on shipping and things like that as yeah. much as we can. So, I mean, that's the lesson that I've taken from it: is to don't yeah, I mean, don't be afraid to ask your neighbor for help or well. offer help. So,
0: totally, cup of sugar or marshmallows, right? Cup of marshmallows, yes. cup of honey grams, ham, handful of vanilla beans. But no, has anyone done honey grams on a beer yet? I mean, I think if we have to ask, probably. But does it need to be done?
2: There's been cereal now? beers. I'm thinking, can, can but I Capco can't. Capco do it? I can't think of a Honeygram I'll one. I'll do it.
1: Capco, why don't you do? Do you guys remember the cereal Rice Krispies? Oh yeah. I can't tell if you're joking or right do now. you <laughs> stop? Do you guys remember the cereal Rice Krispie treats?
2: Was that a cereal or was that a treat that you made with marshmallows uh-huh. and stuff? Because I remember making that Rice Krispie
1: treats yeah. was
2: a cereal
1: hmm. where it was the Rice Krispies like bundled together and like. Ooh. Sweet little sugar balls. And it was probably the world's most unhealthy cereal. <laughs> and my parents only bought it for us maybe two or three times. But that shit,
0: busted. Would make a good pastry lager? Probably not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, rice, pastry lager? Rice and sugar 100%. and marshmallow. Yeah, 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 marshmallow yeah.
2: extract. There you go. <laughs> give pastry me a, stout? Not at all. Give me a yeah. pallet of that. I still
0: am of the, you know... Pastry lagers and get a fair shake. And, you know, I think cold IPA is not getting a fair shake. I think cold you, IPA can go away, and I think most of the beer will be okay with yeah, it. Yeah,
2: do you think cold IPA? I would say cold IPA is probably more close closer to the brute IPA than to. Cold
1: IPA is uh, it's getting a little bit more longevity than, than the brute IPA, I would say, at this juncture. But I think it will only go as far, if not shorter, than the Cascadian Dark Ale. I, a.k.a. the black oh, Guys, IPA. black cold
0: IPAs. Will I'm you tell, stop You're going to see
1: it's one It's been in around 20... forever. It's called
0: a fucking IPL. 25. Great Lakes
1: has done it for fucking 25 years. No, Italian Pilsner.
0: IPLs don't come at my Italian Pilsner like that. Cold IPAs are not IPLs. They're different. They're hot logs Explain the difference. No, no, seriously. Like, you're smiling. They're pumped <laughs> and out. And you're
1: smiling. They're hot. are smiling and you're thinking we're joking. <laughs> what is the difference between an A IPL,
0: a hoppy lager, and a cold IPA. Right here, here, IPLs hopped, and I think the water profile closer to like a West Coast. And you probably, I think, you actually lager it. You know what I mean? Yeah. A cold IPA hopped more aggressively, with more of your like uh, cheater hops. Cool. Put out way sooner. Cool. Okay. Okay. You're not letting it get stored.
1: What? No, no, no. Forget that. That's good. That's good enough for me. That was a good good answer. That was a good answer. That's good enough for me. How many breweries are actually conditioning or lagering their IPLs? Who's making an IPL?
0: (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Then let's bring in the Hoppy Lager or the the, the Italian Pilsner. The Italian Pilsner is is not even in this conversation. It's a whole different beautiful beast.
1: What is an Italian Pilsner?
0: It is a moderately hopped, slightly warmer fermented continental lager, specifically hopped during the bio and a more aggressive post fermentation hop with post lagering hop, too, right? With you lager it after that, yeah, yeah, yeah. with tradition like traditional style hops like tetanang sauce, any of that shit, casbeck. Okay, so so how like so, blanc you could throw in there. So I guess mandarina Bavaria you
2: could. Yeah, okay. he's, he's nailing these definitions.
1: No, he is, and I and I love it. But let's get rid of Italian pilsner and just do hoppy lager. Don't get rid of that. Okay, no, no, just for just for 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 now's
0: sake. How about know, just for I fun. Know, I know, I know, fuck I Fuck, marry, kill of those three beers.
1: No, 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 no. Hold on, let me let me say. <laughs> I'm gonna what I'm marry saying. Italian say pilsner. say I'm trying <laughs> I'm to say. I'm gonna
0: kill cold IPA.
1: <laughs> yes, kill fucking cold IPA.
0: Listen, no, I'd fuck cold IPA and kill IPA. I
1: would say that. I've been to a fuckload of breweries in the nation, okay, and not many of them logger properly or for the expected amount of time. What are you talking anybody. about? Proper
0: loggering, like one six pl- to eight
1: weeks. Well, if you want, or or a doh per degree, uh, or a week per degree.
2: Uh, no one has the time to lager well, for I was 13 say, like, weeks. the reason why I've been ale works for so long is there's such a. I'm sorry,
1: go down to Lua where they have nine fucking unit tanks and three of them have loggers anytime.
2: Yeah, because
0: they make it a priority.
1: Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm saying that, but I'm saying a lot of people are half assing it. So if 90% of the people are half-assing it, then there's no difference between a hoppy lager and a cold
0: IPA at that point. How long did you lager your pastry lager?
1: That one we actually lagered for eight weeks before oh, we damn. pastry-fied it. Yeah, well,
2: <laughs> what was the play-doh? It was Better be seven. Pastry-fied
1: it. Uh, it was like 10.
2: But no, I, I wow. agree no, that with that sentiment lit. that there's a lot of breweries that could be doing lagers better, and that's why we saw the opportunity costs of putting something in tanks for eight to 12 weeks here. When we have three tanks and 12 taps, you got to try to turn that stuff out as yeah. quick as possible. So it was always in the plan to get bigger tanks, jacketed to do lagers and Pilsners correctly. And that's why to our detriment, at least for the first couple of years that we didn't have those totally, but I'm so, I'm so fucking pumped to be able to do those and get them out on a scene and kind of be known for that as well. Instead of just sours and IPAs I'm very
1: excited for that, but I'm also very upset with James right now because he nailed her standing. Oh, he did nail the definitions.
0: I, what I'm am not I not understanding here? Because I'm about to, I'm, I'm gonna, he's about he, to teach us teach class on this. No, I'm not. I'm gonna come to your side here. Tell me again what I've missed. Cold IPA. What's wrong with cold IPA? Nothing's wrong with it. Yeah,
1: but there's too many names for the same beer right now.
0: I, there, I think there's enough delineation there's many, where we can say it.
1: I think you know what we're going to Minneapolis in a week. I'm you gonna find, petition listen, the listen, ba. Listen, no, no, no. You find me cold, cold IPA while we're there, and
2: I will drink it. There's one here now.
1: Where? Exile. Where?
2: I think what you're what you're trying to say, maybe. Let me put words in your mouth here, is <laughs> that the production techniques may be similar, or sorry, maybe different. Using your definitions, but the flavor profiles are too similar where it doesn't even make sense to differentiate yeah. them.
0: No. You have. That's more. what I'm saying. Let's I, do a blind it, taste test. May then maybe I
2: need to shut the fuck up because I haven't had a proper cold IPA.
0: Maybe not. We are gonna be.
1: But I had the one from that brewery out in out west, the one that started it, the Wayfinder. premier one.
0: Oh, dude, I was there. Uh,
1: Wayfinder. Last week they started it in Portland. They yeah they were the starters. Yeah yeah. It was Wayfinder right? I, and I they saw were that the starter of. The I didn't cold
2: believe IPA. it. I'm like I thought they're like world's best pizza type bullshit, but I looked it up after I left there.
1: <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> Wow, congratulations. World's best cup of coffee. You guys did it. <laughs> World's greatest
2: dad. <laughs> but no, like I looked it up after I went to the next brewery and Wayfinder in Portland was apparently the one that pioneered that. So did they have any cold IPA? They did. And it was like six. It was uh, this many out of ten.
0: Oh, sure. He held wow. up
2: one hand with three <laughs>
1: fingers down.
2: So Uh-oh. that's a two. <laughs> I'm just Lionbridge had
0: one dynamic chill. That is very good. I've heard another brewery down in Des Moines is doing one this summer as well.
2: There's one out west in,
0: De- in Des Moines, west of Des Moines, that has one too. So there are some to compare.
1: I, I okay. Well, I need also to- we're going
0: to Black Stack. They've done three of them, three or four.
1: Okay, like I said, I will give it the benefit of the doubt, but looking from a, a strictly like the ones that I've had, it just they're the same fucking thing
0: as an IPL. Oh my god.
2: See this, like <laughs> you were talking semantics, and he's talking flavors. Like I want to see a blind, a blind flight where we have yes. four of these things. I Guarantee, Jackethorn
1: could not pick a cold IPA out of a Italian Pilsner or a Hoppy Lager or an IPL in a fucking four beer lineup.
0: I would say you I guarantee. Could, you wait, could what were the four? There's four now. I IPL, it was, he had yeah. Hoppy
1: Lager. Okay. Which those are the same, but mm-hmm. maybe so three. Hoppy lager, cold IPA, Italian pilsner.
0: You have to get rid of the Italian pilsner because that is a more That's specific part too. of a hoppy lager. that is
2: usually pretty hazy.
0: Like, like did you
2: know
1: that uh, um, a very uh, Firestone Walker Pivo Pivo yes. Pils is uh, wins the American uh, lager category every year, and it's a Italian
0: pilsner by it's- by definition. Well, no, it's influenced by an Italian Pilsner. It's a little right. different.
2: It's an Italian American Pilsner. <laughs> He's beating into uh, my <laughs> point. Influenced
1: yeah. by it. it's the same fucking thing. Like, it's a it's a hoppy lager. Actually,
0: technically, oh it's an Italian God. style I'm Pilsner because the man who brewed it <laughs> is American.
2: It has to be brewed south of the Alps <laughs> yeah. in order to be properly called an Italian yeah. Pilsner. So, Otherwise, are you going
1: to change just... your name to Brightside Works when you start making lagers? <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like WeWorks. <laughs> Leto's hey, gonna James, be that. James, yeah. I love you, bud. No, I love you too, and i we're just goofing. I know, you're wrong. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. So, uh, I mean, could I pick any of those out of a four lineup? No, but could I pick a soda out of a four lineup? Probably also not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like... <laughs> all right, three of these are Miller Lite. The yeah, fourth exactly. one is Barks Root Beer. Yeah. They're all the same. Oh, shit. <laughs> They're yeah. all the same. <laughs> hey, I've heard in Triangle Test people cannot pick... Guinness from uh, an American
2: light beer. Don't get me started on triangle tests. What's you, I don't know. I, I prefer squares or circles. That's it. That's my, that's my take. It's not as accurate as a rectangle So a triangle test, test would be you have three beers labeled somehow that you can't see, so it's blind to you. There's two of them that are the control and one that's your testing for the variable, and if you can pick out that one most consistently in a group of people, Then that change is different. So, like, let's say I would
1: like to do this.
2: Yeah. Um, So it'd be like one example would be uh, Miller Miller Coors, Miller Miller Coors, or let's say Sparks Sparks. Mark mashing at like one forty eight versus mashing at one fifty six for the same style of beer. See if you could pick out the difference in like uh, mouthfeel or sweetness or something like that. So you were saying, well, that's the difference
0: between a cold IPA and an IPL. (laughs) You should always uh, brew your cold IPAs higher.
1: So we're off this subject now.
0: <laughs> I'm never gonna
2: let this go. We're tabling it. We're tabling it till yeah. CBC. Okay. We're gonna let it log. So
1: Guinness.
0: <laughs> so we are letting it logger. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. all right, that's fine. It'll be an IPL when we revisit yes. it.
2: But I think you're talking about the uh, the Guinness. The triangle test. You said light beer and Guinness, Guinness and light lager. So this goes back to, I think it was a story that I told you about a homebrew. Um meeting that was at at Keg stand like probably at least seven or eight years ago because it was pre it was pre pre-bright side days. Yeah. And uh those were the dark days. <laughs> those are the nutty days. But uh we had several people try to do a blind taste test on like they were gonna be judges for brewing beer or for tasting beer, and three of the four judges could not pick Guinness out of a lineup of four three loggers and Guinness. Is that where that was from? They were literally blindfolded, but they couldn't do it, and that could have been because they were already drunk. Right now, I'm like, I could do that, no problem. Oh yeah, but for some
1: reason, it scares me if I were to get blindfolded.
0: You think so, though?
2: I do. (gasps) I think so. And this
0: is surprisingly light. No, it is. It's It's light, light, but the mouthfeel
2: should be there. Even like if it's freshly poured, there should be a little bit of creaminess there. Wait, you're gonna give? I would give people a CO2 example of all. Okay, well, I mean, like, still do that. So
0: you'd pour it from a
1: can then?
2: I think one of those same meetings. uh, It was like the proto or pseudo New England IPA days. Someone brought in a heady topper, like a 12-ounce can. Wow. And we split it between like 20 people, so each people got each person got like a three-quarter ounce of just foam. And we all just raved about the new beer and the new style and the process and how it's going to... I
0: think they're going to say someone brought in a growler of um, 515's OJ.
2: That's the pseudo New England. That's like, that's, that's people. that doesn't get, that beer does not get enough love. Dude, It's
0: literally was described when it was first brewed was a weeded a wheat ipa i think that, with like citra and some uh, other stuff where it's like it, it's a new england i
1: yeah, think that sure. that's a thing that's gone a long way that shout out barb maybe it hasn't been talked about enough is that like the original new england ipas your heady toppers your uh Local Manger, man sunshine tree house tree house stuff
2: was your og was grassy herbal danky Do you think that grassiness came from too aggressive hopping where they got some vegetal flavor in there? I think
1: so. Maybe it was a batch-by-batch situation. Sure. They weren't the fucking cloyingly sweet uh, fucking uh, seven Play-Doh finishing New England IPAs that are the norm nowadays. They were still probably finishing three to four Play-Doh, which overall is fucking... first. The time
0: was sweet as hell, but they were using flour instead of lactose at that at that point. Is that tired hands? That was tired that people hands. People have been accused yeah. of that. I do wonder. They had a
1: beer called Taco Hands at CBC like eight years ago when I was in Philly. That
2: was like the first one that I was like,
1: maybe this shit's not so bad.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and now look at me now. <laughs> well, I, speaking I w- of beer names, like to go off on a different tangent, love Taco Hands as a beer name. Love. Sixty dollar nachos? I don't know who brews it, but that's a beer name that I've always just oh, like. that's beautiful. It's stuck in the back of my brain just because how how
0: weird it is. Alex has a whole story about a beer name. Is that uh, beer for tacos? Is that beer for sandwiches? Beer for sandwiches. Yeah, for sandwiches. Yeah. He almost got destroyed. Almost got destroyed. Oh no.
1: Oh well, no, we didn't. I mean,
0: no, I know. No, the sandwich. We can talk about it.
1: No, 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 no. No, it was a collab we did when I was at Barntown with Transient, my best friend Chris Betts, and we like to make Chris and I like to make sandwiches, so mm-hmm. Nicole said, let's call it Beer for Sandwiches and we had a fucking label made and then Chris was like, oh shit, Off Color has their Beer for
0: Tacos,
2: tacos
1: Beer for series mm-hmm. and I was like, well, let's just call it Beer, because, you know, why not or Sandwiches, whatever and then, then I was like, well no, let's just fucking call John Laffler and see if we can use the name oh, and so man. we called him Texted him. We were at Lua. And we were like, "Hey John, we're gonna brew this beer. It's a collab. It's not coming out of the state of Iowa." And he was like, "Cool man, send us a case. Love it." And that was awesome. Love it. And then we released the beer. And uh, one of the off-color employees uh, was texting me the day of the release, fucking lighting me up. And I was just <laughs> like, "Hey man, we got approval for this Talk to from John. Talk to your boss. John." And then he like texted me back like halfway through the conversation that I never responded to, and was just like. Yeah, there was a little bit of a co- communication issue, and that wasn't really told to anybody. And <laughs> I was like, ah, I understand, man. Like, I'm not stepping on any toes. We're doing this the right way. So,
2: good job for defending. Really the territory, good beer, though.
1: by the way. You know what that was?
0: A wagger. Hoppy lager. Well, what makes it hoppy? Uh, we dry hopped
1: it pretty aggressively. With what? Um, oh, Shimko?
2: No. Galaxy.
1: No, it was like some galaxy. Uh, no, no, I think it was. There was some. Uh,
2: I could see Nelson going in one of those. Things, I think Nelson right? was in there to be well, honest. I bet with a, you. a Nelson dry hop? It was, oh, yeah. it, oh, was, yeah.
1: it was it was it was like
0: uh it was like there were some uh southern hemisphere hops in there for sure. That's like uh the buds and suds at Confluence. It's like dry hop with like a uh, talus and a few other things. That came out last Friday, right? And talus then, is
1: freaking delicious. Talus.
0: Yeah. It literally a Phantasm. <clears throat> I was in the logger, a phantasm logger. Let's do it. All right, if we can ever find any. It's hard, apparently. Talus is in my IPA right now. Yeah. Left-hand man. Left-hand man? Oh,
2: man. Ooh. When you were talking about beer Smart. earlier, like I wanted to bring that one up. But you Talk were about beer names that are going we to get fucking docked, bro. Yeah.
0: <laughs> left-hand man? Yeah. Why?
2: Yeah, left-hand stout. Yeah,
1: don't let left-hand know about it.
2: But anyways, left-hand man. Like I don't get it.
1: It's they sell beer here. They wouldn't sue you. In, they would not sue you. Oh, left hand. Them. They would cease and desist yeah. you in a heartbeat. It's got to be like one it's of the top five, race. top
2: three, maybe in the top New England and the metro area right now. Within my within my distance that I can run to, it's, it's people top sleep top. on Capco New England. Capco? I've run a Capco before. God damn. Angie's a boss and a beast.
1: Do you wear the short shorts?
2: Uh, I wear sh- as short as I can get them. I've been going into jorts actually. Sweat shorts, so I take Wait. sweatpants and cut them, like,
0: right there. You run in sweatpants?
2: Sweatpants shorts. Sweat shorts.
0: Wait, every time I see you run, though, you're in full khakis. <laughs> do you still run in that corduroy bodysuit? <laughs> Only in the work
2: days. I'm retired now, so I do that for fun.
0: That's so he can build a bunch of uh, friction and static, so the next person he sees, he just fucking shocks yeah, him. It's a it's a personal <laughs> taser system. Ugh. Andrew, P-T-A. tell
1: us where people can PTS. find you and uh, look up Brightside uh, Works.
2: So formerly of Altoona, Illinois, we're now in Altoona, Iowa. You can find us downtown, Des Moines, Iowa Taproom, El Bates, uh, good friends uptown garage, so check them out too. Ooh, they're up in uh, Ankeny, right? Ankeny, right, yeah. yep. And then uh, we always try cool to do collabs with fun people around town. Uh, we actually have one at the end of the month, at the end of May, with pulpit in 608 so i'm not sure when that one's going to come out but we'll get some of that down here
0: don't but. you have a dimensional one coming up
2: yeah we owe them one and actually funny thing we owe uh oh, confluence a collab too that name so. is so good yeah. we <laughs> might
0: have to bleep so it. so we won't let's not say it all right off mic you can tell Alex. off mic it's i'll say so it good. but
2: it's basically we did a collab with them pre-covid and just because of all the COVID nonsense we haven't been able to have them in and then I've been waiting for certain upgrades to, ca- to happen here, so I've been putting it off, and I owe them. Wait,
1: wait, wait. Let's do the name one more time, and we'll beep it.
2: All right. The name of the Confluence collab is <laughs> because of the movie that it's from. So, oh, man. Get that?
0: That's from Fast and the Furious. Fast and bro. the Furious. Yeah. Nathan, please beep that name as
2: well. Thank All right. you. Love it.
0: Hey, uh,
1: Andrew, thank you for coming up. What are your socials?
2: Socials, Brightside Ales on uh, Instagram, Brightside Alesworks Twitter. Facebook, just Brightside works We have a website too that I'm gonna up that I'm gonna update right after now because I haven't updated in a while.
1: Oh, hey guys, thank you for joining in, Jim. What do you have to say? Anything left?
0: I don't have much to say. I just, I'm just really excited for us to get further into this delineation of hot logs. All right. Well, I really appreciate you all coming <laughs> out and listening to us tonight. It's been a
1: heck of a time uh, from myself and uh pete holmgren uh we really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast thank you andrew for coming on and uh yeah that's gonna be it i'm alex loving good i'm i'm james <laughs> and uh ipls for life bye guys